a very good evening to all brothers and sisters in the Dhamma. Yeah? So today is the 8th of August, uh, double eight, uh, 2023, Tuesday class. So we will, as usual, be sharing from this book, the wonderful Dhamma Lotus Flower Sutta. We are at page 467. Eh? We will continue from there. As usual, let us gather and have the physical puja. Eh? Today, because of traffic, we start a bit late. Eh? Namo Pensu Su Jia Moni Fo. Namo Pensu Su Jia Moni Fo. Namo Pensu Su Jia Moni Fo. Namo Kuan Sing Pusa. Namo Kuan Sing Pusa. Namo Kuan Sing Pusa. Namo Amitofo. Namo Amitofo. Namo Amitofo. Namo Milafo. Namo Milafo. Namo Milafo. Namo Pusian Pusa. Namo Pusian Pusa. Namo Pusian Pusa. Namo Tisawang Pusa. Namo Tisawang Pusa. Namo Tisawang Pusa. Namo Fo Pusa. Namo Fo Pusa. Namo Fo Pusa. Arahang Sama Sambuto Bagawa. Buddhang Bagawantang Abiwa Demi. Suakato Bagawata Damo Damang Namasami Subatipano Bagawato Sawakasango Sanghang Namami Namo atasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo atasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Namo atasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. Buddhang saranang gachami, Dhammang saranang gachami, Sanghang saranang gachami, Dutiampi buddhang saranang gachami, Dutiampi dhammang saranang gachami, Dutiampi sanghang saranang gachami. Tatiampi bedang saranang gachami. Tatiampi damang saranang gachami. Tatiampi sanghang saranang gachami. Panati patawe ramani sika padang samadhyami Adinadana we ramani sika padang samadhyami Ame sumicacara 
เรมณีสิกาปดังสมาดิยามิบูสาวาดาวเรมณีสิกาปดังสมาดิยามิสุราเมรายามาจปามานะเรมณีสิกาปดังสมาดิยามิปฏิปาปุจจกันนะสารปะดิเทนะดิเปนะธรรมดังสีนะดิโลกะดิปังสัมบุตังปุจจายามิธรรมโนดังกันดะสัมบารายุเทนะดุเปนะหังสุกังหินะปุจจายปุจจานิยังตังปุจจปัจานามุตมังวันนากันดากุโนเปตังเอตังกสุมาสันตตินปุจายามิมุนินดาสสิริปาดาสารโรเหปุจเจมิปุตังกสุเมนานนปุณเนามเตนะเจโหตุโมคังปุปังมิลายติยตาอิตังเมกายโยตตายติวินาสบาวังอาดิวาเซตุโนบันเทปานิยังปริกาปิตังอานุกัมปังอุปาดายาปฏิกันหาตุมุตมังอาดิวาเซตุโนบันเตปาลีปริกาปิตังอานุคัมปังอุปดายาปฏิกันหาตุมุตมังอาดิวาเซตุโนบันเตปุจานังปริกาปิตังอานุคัมปังอุปาดายาปฏิกันหาตุมุตมังนาวิวะฌานอาวะปุจจาเอสเปรชันเบสออนอาวะอันดับสแตนดิ่งอัลต์สิกเนฟิกันส์ออลดิสปุจจาออฟฟริงส์สิกเนฟิกันส์ออลออฟฟริงออฟไลท์ may this offering of light to the Buddha Brings forth the causes and conditions to illuminate our mind and help arise the needed clarity and understanding to dispel all darkness or ignorance therein. Significance of offering of water. May this offering of pure, clear, cool water lead us to the pure, clear dhamma that cools and loses off the fires of all defilements within our mind. Significance of offering of incense. May our morality, virtue, and understanding shine forth far and wide, just like the fragrance of this incense, which we are offering to the Blessed One, who is perfect in wisdom and virtue. Significance of offering of fruits. May this offering of fruits remind us of the Dana Parami of generosity. And the fruit of our karma, so that we will diligently strive on with heedfulness to attain the path and fruition soon as possible. Significance of offering of flowers. 
May this constant offering of flowers to the Blessed One strengthen our faith and constantly remind us of the impermanence of this body so that we will diligently and sincerely strive on to cultivate sila, samadhi, and panya, leading to ultimate liberation, the bond-free nibbana, making of overall aspiration. By the power of these merits, born of these offerings, may our spiritual faculties of sadha, virya, sati, samadhi, and panya be further strengthened until they become balas or powers, sharing and transfer merits to all beings. May these merits be shared and transferred to all beings without exception, especially to those who have the condition and affinity to receive them. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Okay, let us pay respect to Puja. Bedang Puja me. Namang Puja me. Sanghang Puja me. Before we start, I got one uh, announcement. Uh, you remember the earlier uh, weeks we were invited to Nalanda. Uh, I think Academy Tafan make two donations. Uh, uh, the first one is 2000, then we had the visit. Then they gave us some vouchers. Uh, I think 200 ringgit worth of food fair voucher. Uh, and the food fair is this Sunday, coming Sunday, 13th of August. So any Kayamitas who are going, you better collect the voucher is on the table there after so I'll pass it to you. There the vouchers are there. If you're going you all can take. Uh, anyway, uh, it's two hundred dollar worth. Uh, you pass to Alicia first. Uh, then if uh going, you all can uh, share the voucher or what. Uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, Nalanda, <laughs> 13. Yeah, I scared if I forgot, I don't go. <laughs> it wasted the ticket. <laughs> so on behalf of Kemita, you can help us attend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we also donate a second uh, 2000, but that one I don't know whether they left the voucher with somebody or what. It's okay. <laughs> Let uh, them decide how they want to maybe pass the voucher to. <laughs> So we rejoice with their wholesomeness because what they do is very wholesome. They are using all this fundraising to help them to continue with their wisdom park uh, project in KKB. This wisdom park project has developed very well. It's over a fairly big land area they were advised to acquire more so they managed to get 39 acres so now if i'm not wrong during the visit they told us they have finished phase one eh, which is about one third of the 39 acres i think it's already about 13 to 15 acres eh, they have developed but the infrastructure are mainly there already eh. Then 
they also have built quite a big uh, uh, number of this what they call meditation center the buildings together with their admin and other type of uh, buildings uh, and including the infrastructure the main infrastructure the road work, the water supply uh, power electricity sewage i think they have done uh, quite well uh, they have raised also quite a bit of money earlier on it's about 15 or million uh, so now they got another phase i think they need to raise some more money to do it and they have based their project on real statistics eh? it seems there is demand eh, for such uh, meditation center activity so they are building it to cater for the needs eh? and it's very well uh, organized and also very well uh, i think planned mm. and they have a group of very dedicated i think self-volunteer <laughs> so they are still in the midst of trying to recruit people to help eh? uh, them maybe see through the project eh? they need a lot of helpers and all those things mm. anyway that's just a short announcement eh? this type of meditation is different from other type of meditation that most buddhists are familiar with we call it awareness based meditation which is different from the usual thought based meditation where thought is involved and thought is the main focus of meditation the real meaning of meditation is to develop the skill or ability to discover truth, to realize the noble truth. The essential Dhamma is taught by Lord Buddha. And all this need awareness or sati. That's why what we share with you is the direct approach, eh? like what Huining under his teaching, the three what they call uh, unique, uh, uh, they call it uh, hallmark uh, or winning. Uh. The first one is the state of no thought, wunian, the jingjie. So this is the awareness state, the awareness nature within our heart area so to realize this is the first hallmark of winning and instead of going through all the uh, deviation or uh, lengthy approach uh, towards meditation and most people do it through thought-based meditation their method technique chanting or whatever using skillful means eh? or what they call uh, 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 
special technique to assist you huh, to keep the mind in focus, in concentration. Then from there, they hope to establish peace of mind, leading to the quiet, tranquil, still mind. But all this, if you approach it from the top, it will end up in energy field. Yeah. Means mainly involving focusing, concentration, or absorption. Means they need a meditation object, which can be uh, chanting, or a mantra, or even an object of meditation. It can be your breathing, anapanasati, or 40 objects of meditation, casino, everything. Whatever that can help them uh, to prevent their thought from wandering off. So they use it to anchor their mind, their thinking mind. So if you have something to hold on to that thinking so that it will not wander off, then by doing it, they hope to maintain the peace within. And they believe this is what meditation is all about. Of course, you try that technique or method or even skillful means. It can lead to calmness of mind, sometimes very deep, uh, what they call peaceful, absorbed mind or concentrated mind. But that is for a different purpose. You do that, it's all thought behind. The thought are still trying to struggle not to wander off and think. So by creating all these skillful means, means they are creating a condition state for the thought not to move away. Like repeated chanting, repeated noting, focusing, concentration, absorption. All this is to keep the mind there. And by doing that, they actually develop the energy build up without them knowing it. Mm. So anyway, that one is thought based. If you start from there, finally you know how to develop the meditation, you will still come back to awareness base. If that is the case, if we have the understanding, why not we straight away go into the awareness base meditation? So like the word awareness base is to develop the inner awareness within the awareness nature before the thinking, before the knowing, before the perception. This awareness can be developed through understanding. You must have this understanding without thought. You are already aware. So don't try to think, don't try to do anything, don't try to know anything. That doing and knowing or so-called practice or noting is by the thought. So free your mind means don't try to do anything, don't try to develop any thinking or nothing or knowing. You just 
Develop the four support, especially the first three for awareness-based meditation, which I have earlier on uh, written on the whiteboard. Eh? Later, when the class starts again, I will show you the image. Eh? The first support is relax. Relax body and mind. Completely relax. Relax means at ease. No problem. No stress, no tension, no tightness, just at ease, completely relaxed. The body, if you relax it, you will know, huh? you feel at ease, very natural, very relaxed. But most people have the tendency to sleep when they are too relaxed. So the second support is maintain awareness. So to meditate, to develop awareness is not to sleep. Uh, unless you're very tired, you need to rest, you need to do so, then let it be. But then after that, when you're no longer so tired, you should maintain awareness. So maintaining awareness is very easy. Whatever that arise, away, finish. Don't continue with that thinking. Because as a human being, we have our senses five physical senses our eye our ear our nose our tongue and our tactile body these five together with the brain we have the six sense bases so these six sense bases when there is contact of mind with the external sense data it will trigger what they call their respective consciousness so you will be able to become conscious of what you feel through your tactile or conscious of what you hear what you smell what you taste but when you are meditating normally the taste is not there but the smell can be there sometimes whatever smell that the incense smell or the fragrant smell of the jasmine flower or the thing you can smell them or sudden odor that manifests from the environment. Yeah. Sometimes these devas, when they come, you can smell some very fragrant type of smell. And hearing also same. Yeah. Then the next one is of course your thought process. Very often they keep on coming because during the normal day, and you live your daily life, you don't have the training of the mind to be aware most of the time. So most people, they are heedless in the midst of life. They think a lot, they worry a lot. They have a lot of habitual reaction to sense experience. So because of that, the unfinished thinking, like, your unfinished business, things that you worry about, you haven't complete them, your attachment, your anxiety, your fear, your like, unfinished, unresolved things in life, they will come back and haunt you when you try to meditate. So the thought keep on arising. Then for no reason, you also don't know why this thought keeps on coming. Like, wants to make you attend to it, worry about it and all those things. 
So this is what we call awareness. When you are aware of all the sense data and consciousness and its movement coming in, you maintain awareness, just aware before the knowing. Don't try to know, don't try to go do anything, don't continue with the thinking. Don't allow your thought process to proliferate. Just acknowledge it, aware, finish. Aware, finish. Then continue to be aware, maintain awareness. So that is the second support. So when you continue to maintain awareness, you will have a new way of attending to things, no more thinking. And then it will create a shift in your ability to become peaceful and quiet. So after the second support, you do it long enough, you can like, develop the stability of it, the stability of the awareness. The awareness becomes very quiet on its own because it's most of the time just aware, aware, aware. Then after a long period, maybe five, ten minutes or so on, you realize that thinking no more. Uh, like the habitual thinking, the sankara activity or movement, they like slow down, slow down until it becomes very quiet. Then you experience a sudden shift in consciousness, like your mind becomes very quiet, suddenly very quiet. Then everything you can perceive like with clarity, enhanced clarity or sensitivity. Uh, so that is a good sign. Mm. So this first three support is very important. Yeah? Just focus on these three. For those who know how to meditate, you can move on to the fourth support, which is trust. Trust your nature to do it without any interference from the thought process. That one more difficult. That one you need to stabilize your awareness nature first. The first three is easy. Relax body and mind. You all, I think, can do it. Make sure you completely relax at ease. Nothing disturbing you mentally or physically. Yes, relax at ease. Sometimes if there is any itchiness or tightness or tension or whatever, you just relax into it. Then assume you are dead. Dead means what? A dead man cannot think, cannot do anything. Even itchy also cannot scratch it. Ah. Maintain awareness to go through that sensation that want to condition you to like scratch the itchiness or what. Learn to endure it through understanding. Uh, if you assume you are dead, then you cannot do anything. You just aware, aware, aware. Then let that second support maintain awareness, stabilize into the third support. Uh, when it stabilizes, you become very different. Uh, your mind starts to transform. We call it a shift in consciousness. I mean, your level of consciousness, like, go through a shift from the noisy thinking uh, mind. It, like, slow down and you experience a type of quietness within your thought process. Uh, that quietness is very important. And when you go through that, 
Don't be curious, don't panic. You just silence everything and maintain the awareness inside there. Then stay with it, stay with it. Until the mind becomes like very, very quiet, very still, like no more thought. Just do that. Now you all can slowly, mindfully come out of the meditation. Try to maintain whatever trained mind state that you have developed, especially the inner peace, inner calmness, and inner awareness nature within. These are the mind states that you need to use them to live life, to develop the meditative training in the midst of life. Unless you can do that, you have yet to actually develop the stability of it. So ability to be in those mind state means you can be in the state of heedfulness in the midst of life. Means these are the meditative state that is free of the mental hindrance. Unless you have developed the spiritual faculties, and develop the stability of the third spiritual faculty, which is Siddhi or mindfulness, you cannot be in the state of meditative awareness in the midst of life. So to be able to be in that state in the midst of life is the real beginning of true meditation. We call it the daily mindfulness training. The true cultivation of daily mindfulness means you can be aware in the midst of life, within the daily life. So whatever you do while in the midst of life, the awareness nature is with you within. So you're aware from inside out. Invocation to the devas. In this universe in the entirety, let the dainties or devas come here. Let them hear the good teachings of the king of sages, which gives heaven and release Nibbana. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. Samantha Chakawalesu Atrahagachantu Devata Saddamang Munirajasa Sunantu Sakamokadang Dhamma Svanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Dhamma Svanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Dhamma Svanan Kalo Ayang Badanta Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Namo Atasa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa
นะโมตัสปะกาวโตอะระหะโตสัมมาสัมบุตสอิติเปโสบากาวาอรหังสัมมาสัมปุตโตวิจจารณสัมปันโนสุขโตโลกวิดูอนุตโรปุริสัดมมสารตีสัตตาเทวามนุสานังบุตโตบากาวะทีสุขคาตุบากาวะตาดโมสันติติโกอักลิโกเอหิปัสโกโอปนาอิโกปัจจตังเวทิตาโบเวโนหิตีสุปฏิปันโนปะกาวโตสาวกสังโกอุจุปฏิปันโนปะกาวโตสาวกสังโกญาญาปฏิปันโนปะกาวโตสาวกสังโกสามีจิปฏิปันโนปะกาวโตสาวกสังโกยาดีดังจัตรีปุริสายุคานิอัตตปุริสปุกาลาเอสาบากาวโตสาวกสังโกอาหุนิโยปาหุนิโยดักเกนิโยอัญญาลิการานิโยอนุตรังปุญญังเกตังโลกาสาธิสาธุสาธุสาธุ And now we shall commence our dharma sharing on this book, the wonderful dharma flower, lotus flower sutta. We are at page. 450. Ah, sorry, 67. We are somewhere in the middle. I think we are going through the six perfection or parameters of the Bodhisattva. The Mahayana they practice only the six parameters instead of the ten parameters as taught in the Theravada tradition. I start from maybe uh, the first parameter, huh, which is dana. Uh, so the first parameter is dana or giving. Huh? So giving is very important. Huh? Maybe I write on the whiteboard. Huh? At the same time, the four support. Huh? So these are these are the four supports for awareness-based meditation. Huh? Relax, relax both. Body and mind, then maintain awareness means sati or mindfulness. So this awareness or sati is also called mindfulness. Mindfulness, the definition is very important. This is basically the Buddha called sati in Pali. So mindfulness is actually an awareness before the knowing. 
when you are just aware before you know that is the deep mindfulness means when you are mindful means you aware from within yeah. you don't think yeah. then third support is to stabilize the awareness that you have developed under the second support first support is just relax then maintain the awareness like i said whatever arise at the sense basis aware finish don't allow it to continue with the thinking and all those things just relax into it maintain awareness whatever arise whether through hearing smell taste tactile or even thought coming aware finish yeah. then stabilize it maintain then stabilize then this trust you do later yeah. you don't have to do now okay then for the bodhisattva they have the six perfection or sometimes they call it the paramitas so this six perfection the first one is dharma generosity or kindness then the second parameter is sila or what they call morality then the third one is the third one is patient kanti patient endurance this one is patient endurance with wisdom. You must have the wisdom. You don't just like suppress the emotion. So patient endurance is with the wisdom. Then the fourth one is virya. So virya is sometimes they translate it as vigor or spiritual zeal. Or tenacity. Yeah. Then the fifth one is samadhi. Then the sixth one is wisdom. Or sometimes they call panya. So we have finished dana, sila, kanti. I think, did we finish virya? Oh, we also finished virya. So we finished this four. Anyway, I will go through it again. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to the sharing the notes so that you all can develop the understanding yeah so here the first perfection that bodhisattvas need to train is of course the dana parami the parami of what they call generosity so like xuanhua mentioned here he said, giving is the first of the six perfection. There are three kinds of living. The first one is the gift of wealth, materialistic giving. Then the second one, Xianhua put as the gift of truth or Dhamma. Then the third one is the gift of fearlessness. Yeah. But under the Theroda tradition, they have a slightly different uh, description of the three types of uh, giving, dana. The first one is the same. They call gift of materialistic wealth. Means it can be in the form of money. Yeah? Nowadays, our society use money. Or you can give like food 
offerings, the four requisite medicine, then yeah. also the necessity of life, eh? like towel, toothbrush, toothpaste, medicine, or shelter. So materialistic giving is more general and easier than when you want to offer foods to the monk or whatever necessity you can. Yeah? Sometimes people donate land yeah, for them to build their monastery, meditation center. That is also classified as materialistic giving. Mm. Then the second one <clears throat> under the Theravada tradition is the gift of life, actually. Yeah. So the gift of life is also one of them. But it's better to include the gift of fearlessness. When people have suffering, problems, they actually develop a lot of fear, a lot of worry, anxiety. Then sometimes sorrow, lamentation. So if you can give them Dhamma, the gift of truth, to help them heal, recover. So to me, that is the gift of fearlessness, Anasana. You help them overcome their problem, recover from that. Yeah. Whereas the Theravada tradition, the gift of life, it means you can donate your organ, understand or not, to save life. Yeah. Then, like one of the incidents during the early days where the Bodhisattva is going through training, he was that time a human being. Yeah. Then he saw there was one, I think, tigress yeah, with the cup just like uh, born not long and don't know what happened this tigress was wounded cannot go and get food for the cubs what happened to the image oh okay come on sorry <laughs> just somewhere now <laughs> your sight nothing happened oh okay so what happened is when he saw this, he knew if the tigress cannot get food, not only she died, the cup also died. But don't try to practice this, eh? don't try to be a hero. But because he was a bodhisattva, he was at that time having the ability to do it. So what he did was, he just sacrificed his human body. He jumped down and like f literally feed the tigress with his human body uh, so that they can survive. So, of course, when it comes to this type of Jataka story, I remember during the early days when I was in Brickfield, there was a Dhamma discussion. This topic was brought up. They say, are you sure the Buddha did that? Uh, it's like committing suicide and all those things. But please, uh, 
if you cannot understand all these things that cultivator or the way yeah, do, please don't assume and comment huh? because you are not in that uh, state of cultivation with that understanding and it's natural for most people not to do it because you will think very selfishly, hey, my life, no. How can you ask me to go just jump down? For the Buddha, it's different. He was cultivating this perfection, the six parameter as a perfection. No? Means he must perfect the art of giving. No? Not only the gift of materialistic wealth. Of course, the gift of truth is relatively more easy. I use the word more easy. It's because when you have the Dhamma, you can share, you can teach. But the difficult part is to have the Dhamma, means to realize the enlightenment and have the ability to share the Dhamma, the gift of truth. So in a way, it's not easy in that sense. Uh, but sometimes the gift of truth can also happen, not necessarily when you have the full understanding of the Dhamma, when you have already had the enlightenment. Sometimes because of your faith and your like relative initial wisdom or understanding point of the first and second turning, you develop the faith, then you felt very like joyful and grateful that you have the opportunity to receive this teaching and learn this teaching. Then because of that, you want to encourage others to learn. And that also bring about the causes and conditions for people to receive truth. So indirectly, it's like a way of helping people to receive truth. It's like the gift of truth, but not by you, by somebody who has the Dhamma. Yeah. Then the other one is through helping to like print Dhamma books, anasana, or do the transcript like what Kayamita did. Yeah. You listen, then you put them into transcript form, then type them out, then uh, get it printed for free distribution and all those things. So, those who help out in creating the causes and conditions for all this Dhamma book to be available, or even like our team of Kayamita who help out to do all this recording of the audio and video file for us to share with our Kayamita's and also on the website to share with others who have the affinity and who are keen eh, on the Dhamma. All this is considered as part and parcel of this gift of truth, gift of Dhamma, because you help make this possible. Eh. And among these three areas of giving, materialistic giving, the gift of life, and the gift of truth. The gift of truth will cover fearlessness. So, these three, they have very 
uh, unique and powerful merge. But the highest of them all is the gift of truth, Dhammadana, the Buddha said. So that's why the gift of truth is the highest, most powerful. But to do that, you need to go through the training, the cultivation, and develop the stability or understanding and ability to share and transmit this style of teachings. Yeah. So the gift of truth, even though it's the highest, is not something that is easy to do. But indirect, yes, indirectly help out to bring about the possibility of causes and conditions for this gift of truth to be possible. Uh, that one can be done. Okay? So now we go back to the notes, the sharing. So the first one is giving, dana parami. The second one is morality. Morality is sila, means keeping of precepts. Live within the moral rules. Means these are nature's law that governs life and existence, especially the law of karma. So if you want to take care of karma, you must have moral ethics or moral values in accordance with the teaching. So means you are moral in the sense that you are incapable of immoral activity. Yeah. So moral value is what precept is all about. So the Buddha introduced this sila as a second perfection to perfect yourself to become a Samasa Buddha, fully enlightened one. So sila involves a lot of cultivation. We need to develop a lot of understanding to keep our seal, our moral value high. It's not moral according to our religious label or moral according to one's own views or opinion. Uh, I'm a person of high morality. Uh, I am a very spiritual person. I have great moral values. So all these are relative moral values. So when it comes to actual sila, is to understand what sila is. Sila in accordance with nature's law that governs life and existence. So we need to know what constitutes immoral means what constitutes evil. The keeping of the precept is to avoid all evil. When you avoid all evil, means you avoid all immoral activity. And this is out of love and compassion for the living being that the Buddha introduced this moral value cultivation or practice. He said, in order to avoid all evil, you have to keep your precepts, minimum the five precepts, where he has cultivated and he has developed the understanding. Then he realized these five precepts, he don't keep them. 
you violate them, they will lead to moral degradation. It will make you evil, cause your coming downfall, cause your coming negativity to manifest. Then like the law of karma states, you reap what you own. Do good because good, do evil because evil. So if you reap the fruit of evil means you have in the past committed a lot of evil. You have planted the seed of evil. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't have to face this type of karmic friction or repercussion. So this understanding is how the Buddha introduced the teaching from this law of karma, he said. Since we are all born of our karma, heir to our karma, conditioned supported by our karma, and we are what we are because of our karma, if we want to have the good life, we have to take care of karma. Then how do we take care of karma? Means you have to avoid all evil, do good. And of course, purify the mind so that you have the wisdom not to be deluded and deceived. And these are the advice of the Buddha. Avoid all evil, do good, purify the mind. So the Buddha advised this, which is based on the law of karma, understanding what constitutes evil. And since our life depends entirely on karma, because we are born of our karma, heir to our karma, condition supported by our karma, and we are what we are because of our karma. So if karma plays such a great role in our life, if we don't take care of karma, we are going to get ourselves in big trouble, entanglement. So how do we take care of karma? That's why the Buddha introduced his teaching. He said, you must keep your five precepts. That's why in our puja chanting, the preliminary, after we pay respect to the great beings, the Buddha and all those great beings, then we revert to the Thera tradition. We chant the salutation to the Buddha. Uh, we chant Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambuddhasa means homage to thee, the blessed one, the worthy one, the fully enlightened one. Uh, and that respect to the Buddha is a meritorious action, great merits. Uh, then before that, we also take refuge. Uh, means we chant the salutation to the Buddha Dharma and the Sangha, the short form. Yeah. Yeah. Then after that, we take refuge. Buddhang Saranangachami, Dhammang Saranangachami, then Sanghang Saranangachami. Then for the second time, do TMP, we go for refuge in the Buddha Dharma and Sangha. Then for the third time, the TMP, we go for refuge in the Buddha Dharma and the Sangha. After that, what do we do? Yeah. We chant what? The precepts is there. We renew our precept. We undertake the training rule to abstain from healing, the first precept. 
What is the meaning? It means I undertake the training rules to abstain from killing or causing harm to fellow living beings. So now we start the investigative part. We check. We investigate into this statement as proclaimed by the Buddha, the first precept. Why did he say we undertake the training room? Well, we have to train ourselves. To train ourselves, we must be mindful, aware. Then only we can train ourselves to abstain from killing or causing harm to fellow living beings. Then we ask, why must we do this? So when we inquire, we come to know who are the ones who kill and harm and cause suffering to fellow living beings or death to fellow living beings. So based on your understanding, who will kill a person eh? or cause harm? That being must be You all should know uh, it's either he is a violent guy without uh, care or concern, means deluded, yeah? or out of anger, hatred, very negative tendency, sometimes possessiveness, jealousy, envy, or cunningness, which is behind is selfish, when you have selfish intention. Yeah. So the three evil roots that make a person evil, which is selfishness or greediness, possessiveness, together with anger, hatred, yeah, and envy and jealousy, these are the first two evil roots of greed and hatred. Then the third evil root is delusion, stupidity, sakayadity, self-delusion, not understanding all this. That's why, because of that, if you violate this precept, you commit major evil. You become evil. So, this precept needs to be understood. This moral value that you cultivate need understanding means we need to know what constitutes evil whatever that has the three evils of greediness covetousness possessiveness etc the whole field of it together with the negative emotion anger hatred envy jealousy dislike uh, cunningness and all those things then the last one is delusion, moha. Delusion here means self-delusion. So self-delusion means you believe you exist. There is a personality. That's why it makes you selfish, make you emotional. Then finally, it can also make you fearful, full of fear, worry, anxiety, sorrow, lament. And these are the three evil roots. So whatever mind state you are in, if they are within this trivial 
three evil root means it will make you evil. That's why all these precepts you check one by one, they actually clearly highlight to you that these are evil actions that you cannot break. You cannot violate this type of precept. That's why we, in a way, if we are not a real cultivator without understanding, in fact, in the early year, I used to hear from the Buddhist community. So sometimes they tell me, is it radio, very difficult to hold on to the precept, is it? Especially you ask me not to kill the mosquito is a nonsense, you know, the flies, uh, then the cockroach and all those things, the, the pest and all those things. You say, how? <laughs> I say, it depends on your understanding. If you understand, you cannot. Well, whatever you do, there are causes and conditions behind. You want to reap the negative result of it, then you go ahead and kill and harm. Then I give the example. I say, if you smash a mosquito, and you kill the mosquito, out of what? Delusion. Out of like, uh, dislike, unhappiness. Then you become like violent, you just want to finish it, you smash it. You know that mosquito that die, he go through that process of shock, you know or not? And that type of death is full of uncertainty, fear, and combined with a lot of other factors, uh, and traumatic death. So what happens is when you commit this type of karma in future, you will die in a similar fashion. Maybe not a giant smash you up where you are a human being. A car accident and all those things. And today I just saw in the news, yeah, I was watching the TV news or CNN. Uh, maybe some of you may still not know about it. Do you know US today, means they all last night and this morning, they went through a very severe nature's disaster. The whole of U.S., almost 60-70% of it, they were uh, engulfed by this climatic thing, storm, typhoon, and a lot of heat wave. Uh, then I think a little bit of very strong wind and flood and major damages. Uh, and the whole area reported a lot of household. I think the latest I heard was 300,000 people electricity affected. And a lot of houses, uh, the road, the highway, all the street lighting and all the things, the, the, the cable that uh, transfer or carry the power supply, they are all affected they fell onto the road. Then a lot of major consequences and damages. So, like sudden car accident, plane crash, uh, that type of sudden death, 
especially accident, they smash you. So these are the karmic fruition of what you did to the small fellow. Understand? So be careful. Life is life. If you kill and introduce shock at all those things, because my nature can feel I cannot do all these things. Because that nature is so sensitive. That's why it will know how to take care. It will try not to kill and save them. Even the ants that fall into the muck and all those things, I try to save them. Sometimes the flies went into the food. We try our best. That's why I undertake the training rule to abstain, not to do it. Then the second precept was so fast, uh, 946 earlier. Okay, I just speed up a bit. Then the next precept is I undertake the training rule to abstain from stealing or taking things that doesn't belong to me. So this one the precept is to make sure you don't misappropriate thing, don't steal. Because sometimes through your action, when you steal, yeah, steal means many uh, consequences. No? You not only steal from someone, no? it depends on who you steal from. No? If that person is a cultivator, a spiritual guy with a moral value and all those things, that action can bring about a lot of severe coming uh, negativity or repercussion. And the worst is, uh, pardon me for saying that, you are in the wrong profession, you will become politicians that are not ethical. You go and steal from the masses and the people, I tell you. That coming is very severe. Then also during the Buddha's time, those who misappropriate or steal from all the requisites they, they offered and prepared to offer to the Sangha. And that one is the Samasambuddha Sangha. So if you do that, the karmic is very severe. You don't play a fool. Because sometimes it can cause people to be like uh, life style or life situation affected no where they lost everything no sometimes you plunder a country you plunder the uh, shop or whatever it can cause shock life and displacement of life and all those things so all this especially those who create war and they plunder from other these are the effects of breaking the second precept. And these people are selfish, deluded, yeah, cunning, and have various type of what they call deceitful type of thinking. Yeah, of course, selfish. Yeah, otherwise, they won't steal, they won't misappropriate, and all those things. So, the evil roots are there. It's the same. Yeah? That's why whenever you have this thought, what they call uh, mental intention to steal, to kill, to cheat, to deceive, to cause harm. Be mindful, be aware, and tell yourself, 
this will lead to negativity of karma evil action speech and thought process it will lead to coming down for it will bring about karmic repercussion and suffering if i take care of my life if i love myself i will not do this i will not allow all this to happen that's why you will automatically keep your precept and the third precept is the same this one a lot of people are not aware the third precept is about the moral value about chastity you undertake the training rule to abstain from committing sexual misconduct so means you don't violate that moral value yeah. then the fourth one is uh, you undertake the training rule not to lie not to deceive not to backbite and other things not to arise harsh speech yeah, or frivolous speech and other things so lying the motive behind is always selfishness delusion sometimes envy jealousy the three evils are there it's the same and the last one the precept is very different eh? but this one if you violate it can lead to all the first four being violated eh? the last one is i undertake the training rule to abstain from taking intoxicant eh? like eh, liquor whiskey and brandy uh, when they pour you whiskey and lock you out very fast on uh, brandy also say so these are very strong one. so he said if you actually partake intoxicant uh, that include all this and drugs uh, you know what will happen to you <laughs> it causes your consciousness to become dull then you become drunk you you actually lost consciousness how many of you have drank before and reached a level of like almost going into the state of uh, like drunk? Uh, your consciousness shut down or no? I don't know whether you are aware or not. Well, when I first came out to work, uh, you know, as a civil engineer, I cannot avoid all these things. Uh, they say, where well, got engineer don't drink? Uh. So my first month, uh, I tell you, I cannot go out. I work for a contractor yes I happened to uh, have my second year training uh, under that, that company then the boss like me he said Tio, when you graduate you come I give you a job so I joined him and he gave me a very good job I say I want a place where I can develop the training and all those things and the experience he said don't worry I will send you to a, a their, their company they got a what they call construction project quite big then they also have a factory that built the precast concrete and spun power so i was there well he introduced myself first there to all the supplier the transporter the subcontractor and all the construction people related the first thing they do is yam sing then I say I cannot drink. Hey, don't worry. Say you will be very soon familiar. Say. But I just don't know what this thing is. So they say, don't worry, don't worry. You can add seven up. Say. So I didn't know. So they 
Paul, they say very mild. Actually, it's not mild. They pour me the brandy and the whiskey. You know. Then they told me you put seven hour. Very nice fragrance. You know. So when I smell that one, not bad, you know, better than wine. Uh, no, sorry, better than the beer. The beer I don't like, I don't know why. So he gave me that one. You know. So I was thinking, uh, maybe uh, where I study uh, chemistry, uh, organic chemistry. You know, acid and uh, alcohol, you mix, uh, it becomes ester. You know. uh, very fragrant. You know. uh, your sister's name, uh, uh, Esther. Uh, a lot of fragrance. Uh. So I tried. Then I find it quite okay. So I didn't know. So I drink. I said, okay, this one, okay, okay. And I didn't know it was the strongest. Uh. So I take a bit. Uh. Then uh, I suddenly realized that uh, my consciousness uh, go haywire. Uh, after a while, uh, starts to like uh, the body of uh, heat. Uh, uh. Then I reach yesterday. Uh, I had to eat something, you know, food. Uh. Then after I eat the food, uh, then I realized uh, this one uh, starts to like make me lapse into the unconscious. Uh, you know, like, I want to shut down my consciousness. Uh. But because I was still young, uh, then I become aware and conscious again. Uh. Then I know oh, this is very bad because if you continue, uh, it, it will knock you off and you don't know what you are doing. And you will commit all the other wrong things without you knowing. So I actually, after that, I stopped. I said, no more, enough. I said, I don't feel good really. Yeah. Of course, I tell them, I said, I also feel like, 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 uh, the heart pounding and like, I want to sleep. I said, I want to sleep. Then later on, uh, after the whole thing, uh, I went back. Wow, I felt like vomiting you know, the first time. Yeah. That's why after that, I don't want to drink. Really. I said, enough, Chinese tea. Then I was lucky. Because I think the second month or one, uh, I went for a, uh, they call what, uh, honeymoon uh, to a cheap place uh, like Toba with my classmate. So before I went, uh, I got this, uh, they call it food poisoning or don't know what. So I went and see a doctor. So the doctor gave me some medication. Then I said I had to fly to Lake Toba in the afternoon. He said, can I go? I said, I give you the medication. So he was so convinced. When I went there, I got to see two or three Indonesian doctors. Yeah. I pity my wife instead of going for the trip. She accompanied me and take care of me. Then when I saw the doctor in Indonesia, I got a, a reality hit, a scare of my life. You know, they don't have clinic or no. They just got a student table uh, with some uh, medication in the drawer. Then you go in for consultation. Uh, then they take from the drawer and give you the medication. I said, ah, that, uh, wow, I did not eat the medication. Yeah. Then I endure, endure. Then I came back. The moment I came back, uh, I admit to Alastair Hospital from Penang. I drove back. I admit, well, I got three classmate doctors inside there. Uh, after that, uh, I got a reason not to drink. I said, doctor's advice. Uh, so until today, they never forced me. Uh, that's how I escaped. So after you have gone through all this, 
you learn. So at least we cover the precept. So take care of precept. Undertake the training room is you develop mindfulness to be aware that these are evil actions you cannot violate. If you want to have a good life, please take care of your precepts. Please be mindful, be aware not to violate them, uh, not to uh, give in to all this. Uh, after a while, after you cultivate and keep the precept, you will know you become very different. There is like this uh, moral virtue in you. There's a virtue that shine from, actually protect you. Uh, when you keep your precept, uh, you not only don't cause harm to others, you, know, you don't create the negativity of karma, you also protect yourself you know, from having the negative repercussion or uh, resultant of that coming uh, thing. So you uh, protect yourself and you protect others when you keep your precept. Means you don't cheat, you don't harm, you don't deceive, you don't do all those things. So you maintain your sila, your moral value. And this is what cultivation is all about. That's why when you understand, you cultivate according to understanding. It's not moral according to the individual. Right according to who or who or which religious label. No, it's through your investigative understanding you investigate and you know these are wrong things. Because the law of karma says you reap what you sow. If you kill and harm and do all the funny things, do you want to be the victim in future? If you don't want, please don't do it. It will come back and haunt you. You cannot run. So this second one is very good. Okay, we have to stop here. So we didn't move. Never mind. So the next lesson, I will go to the third one, Kanti, yeah? and Virya, then we try to finish the rest. Huh? Okay, we open up for meditation, reporting, and asking of questions. Huh? You call it the Q&A, you got any question regarding the meditation, the teaching, or how to apply this teaching so that you can understand how to apply it into your life, into your daily life, so that it can help you overcome whatever life problem or situation you are in. Okay, then the third one is you can share whatever Dhamma understanding that you have developed so that other Kayamita can learn. Good evening. Firstly, I would like to express my gratitude and to Brother Tio, yeah. Mrs. Tio. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is I would like to also express my gratitude to all yeah. fellow Kayamitas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would like to do a sharing on uh, Dharma in daily life. Uh. Ah, good. Sadhu. Uh, this is more towards uh, my work. Ah, sadhu. So sometimes when I'm, I'm uh, talking to people or, and listening to people, I I have this uh, tendency, the mind ah, will jump here and yeah, jump there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I do is uh, I just focus on my breathing. Uh, when ah, I'm sadhu, that one helps. Yeah. And out. Huh. 
that one help. Yeah. Especially when the other party is talking. Correct, correct. Uh. When the other party is talking, yeah. I just focus on my and my breathing. Your breath, uh, breathing uh, your breathing. breathing yeah. uh. That one can calm you down very fast. Because that is your what they call uh, anapanasati training, the mindfulness training. When you are mindful of your in and out breath, that is called anapanasati. That one calm you down very fast. Yeah, that one I done before in the past. That's why this like I come, they teach me all sorts of method technique I cannot do. I just automatically went into anapanasati. Then, of course, I developed the absorption and all the uh, what they call continuous mindfulness. Then I was in that state. That's why I know about all those calm state, the the so called energy absorption jhana everything then later on i met uh, another teacher who teach me how to come out of it uh, so i release back the concentration then i go back into daily mindfulness uh, then i actually connect back to the awareness based meditation but naturally from my past i cannot get into all those wrong type of meditation uh. but anapanasati very funny uh. Yeah, the Buddha also did that. Then I realized it was also with me for very long, many, many lives. Uh, that's why I get into it very fast, very naturally, and also meant for me to go through all this so that I can understand all this. Yeah. Uh, continue, sorry, Colin. Yeah. So when you are at your prayer, yeah, you come down very fast, then you can observe him talking and all those things. Yes, and I and and from this observation, mm. I realized the mind is actually like a muscle. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I can actually yeah. train it to yes, do yes. something, or else it will do something else. You know? Correct, correct. <laughs> it become heedless. It will run here, run there. They say monkey mind. You know, monkey swing from branches to branches. They 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 become very excited. They climb here, climb there, and they jump. So like a monkey mind. They say. Uh, but these are all due to habits, conditioning, uh, your views, opinion, conditioning, belief system, everything from memory. Uh, yeah, continue, Colin. Yeah. And by doing that, I can actually uh, listen to the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will calm you down and develop the ability to listen. He call it the art of listening. Well, when you anchor your awareness to the breath, you become aware naturally. Understand that well, you are in the state of awareness. And actually, anapanasati is one of the good ones among all the objects of meditation. Well, this anapanasati, when they make you aware, it is always with you. Understand that well, you need the breath to sustain life. Isn't it? As long as you are alive, your breath is there. But when you do anapanasati, after a long period, when you become very familiar, your breathing stops. Like no more breathing, become very subtle. At that time, you don't panic, yeah, Colin. You stay with your silent mind. Then the subtle breathing will come back. Then mind enters the heart. After that, your mind will not wander anymore. It will always be with you. Because when your mind enters the tea, you are already aware naturally. Uh, you, you don't have to bring it back. You don't have to like 
all the skillful means or what uh, to to anchor the mind so that it will not want no more. You must do it until it become very quiet, very still. Then on its own, it doesn't run already. Means the mind has entered city. That's why it can stay there. Then during that time, wherever you locate that mind, uh, it's very sensitive. Uh. You put it at the brain, you can know a lot of things inside there. Uh. Yeah. Then when you eat something, uh, which part of the brain trigger or uh, you know it. Uh, uh, then you want to know your body, you like a scanner, uh, you can scan uh, with the awareness inside there. Uh, then that's why I know my body very well. Something not right, I will know. Uh, then all this is the power of mindfulness, awareness. So anapanasati is actually a very good way of maintaining mindfulness. Because the breath is always with you, but you need to train it. Train it until the mind becomes very quiet, very subtle, like no more breathing. Uh, then you stay there until mind enters the tea. Then when mind enters the tea, uh, the very subtle breathing which you think you cannot detect last time, uh, you start to detect again or not. It becomes like more refined type of mindfulness, I remember. Then I realized, I can stay there, you know. very subtle, like no breathing at all, very shallow, very subtle. Then later on I realize I can keep that breath. You know. It's like internal breathing. You know. It's no more external breathing. You know. Then like you don't need to breathe, hardly breathe. You know. But I don't know, a lot of people cannot do until that stage I realize. Uh, when I try to give instruction, I realize nobody responds. <laughs> nobody did until like that, until my intensity. Because they were taught differently. The uh, Vipassana, they teach you, uh, when your rising, falling become very subtle, uh, you cannot feel. Uh, your breath also you cannot feel. Uh, you go and do the grosser one, is it? go and do sitting, touching. Uh, feel your buttock against the, the cold floor or whatever. Uh, Actually, when you do that, you create more thinking, understand? No? Forget about it. When you have no more breathing or very subtle or everything has become very quiet, means your mind has silent, has quiet down and tends towards your true mind. You are reaching the state of that true mind. Except that the mindfulness has not become more refined for you to have the ability to be aware of the very subtle movement. I realize when you can be aware of those very subtle movements, then the mind enters a tea. Uh, then I realize after that, uh, I know it's stethoscope. Uh, no? I just move down to my heart area. Wow, a lot of vibration. Then I can stay at the heartbeat and all this. Then I like, I no need to do anything. Uh. Then when I lie down on the bed or whatever, my whole of my body uh, against a pillow or whatever. I can feel the vibration there on everywhere. Then I put my hand anywhere, the vibration all over. It's because your mindfulness has become more refined. And you can have that type of mindfulness awareness. That's why sati. The power of mindfulness is very different. Ordinary people who has not done it, they cannot understand. So because I went through all this, that's why in the early day I used to tell that 
there are a lot more things that my nature gone to understand, but I cannot share with you. Most of you all didn't have that ability to cultivate until that level or that extent. Uh, but nowadays, a lot of people can. Uh, it's different now. Uh, so that's why a lot of Kayamita tell me they have faith is beyond breath. Not only you can do it, even other people also can do. And they also quite new and they know you. you know. Uh, that is good news. Uh, that's why you must have faith. Uh, yeah, Colin, continue. Sorry. So just now during the class, I was yeah. also sitting down here. Yeah. And while listening, I was also using the same practice. Yeah, yeah, Anapanasati. Yeah. To keep my mind yeah. anchor, on the breath and listen. Anchor on the thing and listen, yeah. So we, I think it was very quick, within just a short while. Yeah, you settle I, down very yeah, fast. Calm down. Uh, you settle down very fast. And I could also hear Mo Ching's uh, breathing. Correct, correct. You can hear your neighbor's <laughs> breathing and all those things. Uh. But I think I was very tired after a while, I think. Those of never mind. I don't know what happened when I woke up. It's already yeah. 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, very fast. It like, like blank off. 45 minutes uh, already. It, it like blank off because you rest. Actually, the mind rests inside there. Uh, what I feel like but, saying is, uh, I feel like really recharged. Uh. Yeah, recharged. After that, you feel very good. Uh, because that mind that is aware, when it doesn't want to be aware, it can rest inside there. Oh. You can shut off your awareness on. Uh, that you can rest inside there. It becomes very calm, very peaceful. But that is a free mind that is resting. That's why it's like when I sleep. All the thing that is going on, if I want to be aware, I can be aware. But when I want to sleep, I just blank off. Then I just go into the sleep. Because the awareness that has this capability you already know, and your mind already is so quiet. That's why when I rest, I really rest on. Then I recover very fast. Even my flu or whatever, I only, now I need one day, uh, or, or at least eight hours, one night to recover. Uh, but in the early days, uh, five, ten minutes, like Colin mentioned, uh, five, ten minutes, uh, I fully charge it. I just lie down, rest, or I do anapanasati. Five to ten minutes, I actually recharge, recover. Then I can drive again. I can do my things again. Uh, then later on, I realize, as year passes by, as I age, uh, from ten minutes, I need twenty minutes. Then I need forty-five minutes. Then I need one hour. Then I need two hours. Then over the last thirty over years, uh, I think after the twenty over years, uh, this body also differently. <laughs> I realize uh, to fully recover or charge up, I need to rest about 8 to 12 hours uh, of uh, complete rest. Means with the awareness, go in, rest. Then let the body heal, charge. That's why at night, when you know how to sleep or rest, you actually recuperate. You know why? At night, this, they call it the uh, nature's energy. Uh, they, they, they say there is a clock on uh, that nature's energy uh, will send it around all your organs. Uh, it seems according to the acupuncturists or what they study all this. Uh, they got a book on all this. Uh, like what time of the night uh, or day uh, 
they that type of energy go to where that's why they say you must sleep before 11 or what uh, it because they actually recuperate your liver and all those things so those who sleep late one uh, be careful you deprive that nature's energy from actually recharging your your vital organ that's why you you don't recuperate that well uh, but if you really have enough rest uh, you recuperate very far because this is nature's way of healing you actually a meditator who are at the gateway uh, is actually doing the healing every time they are there it's like they heal my body i remember in the early day when i located the gateway when i went in it tell me until my body the vibration like a car perfectly tune until no sound no vibration and now the example is the hybrid the hybrid before i ram on the petrol Ah, it's like your car is not running on no. It's not on motor on no. It's on the engine, uh, and the engine is so quiet, like like very soothing. So that time my body was like perfect, held like a car, perfectly thing. All my problem gone. No. Whatever that I used to have when I was younger, all clear. Then I was like a perfect human being. No, nineteen eighty nine after. That thing happened. Then not long after that, my Monday mind collapsed, uh, and a lot of things happened. That's like the transformation inside. I can't share all this unless there is condition for all this to arise. So the healing part is really true. Where you know how to rest at the awareness nature there, which is within your heart area, slightly towards the left. You just stay there. Then all your thoughts cease, no more. Uh, then it will recuperate. Uh, the nature's energy, everything will come in and it will recuperate. Then I remember that time the life force when it come. Because I was fully aware. I remember I have a choice uh, that time. 100% of the life force, uh, I just absorb it into my nature uh, and do the internal transformation. Uh, it's just going through. Then the byproduct is guess. The other one is make use of it to think, <laughs> make use of it to do work, to do things and all things. So this life force energy, uh, most of you all use it up, you know where or not, in your emotion and your thinking. When you are emotional, angry, unhappy, or whatnot, when you think a lot, you take a lot of energy on, even study. Uh, that time when I was in the Form 5, Form 6 uni, I studied a lot at that time. And I eat a lot also, but cannot put on weight. It's because it's not like that. In the uni, I saw a few of this. Pardon me for saying that. The most obvious one was two sisters from Tranganu. The first time I saw them, uh, when they were there, we got good food and all those things. The first two terms, they are weight. Uh, they put on almost 20, 30 pounds. Uh, just within that few months. Uh, then I saw them uh, balloon up. Uh. Then when the exam come, uh, the term, uh, when they finish, uh, I saw them again. Uh, slim down again. Uh, uh, 
In real life, when you study, you eat a lot. Huh? You need a lot of food and a lot of energy. And then when you do this type of meditation through the fourth support, the gateway, uh, you, you have to remember this before I forget. Huh? Uh, I used to tell the early days, song there. Huh? You see, your body is intelligent. Huh? When it needs food, it knows. Huh? And what type of food also it will know. Huh? That's why during that time, I very hungry. Huh? Oh. Yeah, I need a lot of energy to, to do all this. Oh, where these are energy that need to be converted. The yin yang energy or food energy or partner energy all need to be converted and go in. Then of course the life force energy when they come, I can just send it there. But for you all, most people, if you don't have any knowledge or ability to access this gateway, there is no way you can use the energy. And most of the time, the energy pound your heart, your blood, send it all around. All that. Then you use it to live life. And later on, uh, as you age, uh, you will come to know, uh, actually to power this body, uh, to be conscious, uh, to live life is not easy. One. When you have problem that time, you will know. Well, last time I shared with PK, one of the Kayamita, he older than me by about six, seven years old. When I mentioned that, he said, Pratio, you are very true. It was in Genting, no. He got this chest pain, no. He can't even walk one foot, no. He almost collapsed, no, and died. Because he realized, uh, well, he also have mindfulness. He said, Pratio, I can't even move. To walk one step, uh, need a lot of energy. No. Yeah, I said, now only you know. Uh, so don't take for granted no ability to be conscious and live life like that. Huh? I tell you, is your blessing. You cannot take for granted until you go through OASI. Because when I was 10 years ago, go through the, the NGO, huh? after I recovered, huh? I didn't really recover. No, I was very weak. No, that time, huh? I can feel you know, my body is so weak. You know. I normally can go around the Tamantun Park, uh, the two round of row. I remember that time I went there, I walked for about 10 20 steps. Uh, I felt I got no energy to move on. I got to rest. You know. I got to rest. You know. Then later on, luckily, the doctor and my son he recommended this. Kadai exercise. Yeah, he said, this type of cases happen before. Yeah. After people go through NGO or, or they call it what? Bypass. Huh? They have this type of fatigue. They call it fatigue. Yeah. So muscle fatigue, I don't know what I forgot already. So he said, you must go for Kadai exercise to train back your muscle. Because when I was going through that thing, I think for one, two months, I didn't exercise, didn't walk, didn't do anything. No. And it has developed. No. Then when I, after that surgery also, I didn't do anything. Then I tell the doctor, cannot be, I say, how come I'm so weak? After that thing, a lot of people tell me, even my elder brother tell me, uh, they like recharge. No. Oh, because the thing, then only he told me, he said, yeah, Mr. Tio, he said, one or two out of ten, uh, Sometimes got this type of problem. Don't worry, I recommend you Kadai uh, exercise. So I went for the Kadai exercise. 
one week two times, I remember. Uh, one hour only. Uh, they gave me six type of exercises, kata exercise. That I give you all the training at the Genting Highland. Uh, that one is a kata exercise. Uh, Cameron Highland, yeah. Oh, sorry, I said Genting, uh, wrong. Correct me. So, Cameron Highland, the exercise, that was the one that they actually teach me. Yeah, the stretching. Uh, but that one only one uh, out of the six or seven exercises. Uh, but that one is good enough. Uh, so, after that, uh, I recovered. Uh, then I came back my physical health and I was that's why at that time, because I already had the Dhamma, I was full of joy. I say, wow, take care of karma, karma, take care of you. Quiet, all come. Then I, I don't have to suffer or go through all this. Immediately I got the solution and I recovered. Uh, until now, coming to 11 years already. That's why I don't take all this for granted. Life is beautiful, precious, meaningful, wonderful. So understand all this. It is going to be very beneficial. And today, colon sharing is very good. Anapanasasati, mindfulness of the in and out, right? You have that ability. So, for people who do the for support, when you are very quiet, very like uh, peaceful, silent, without thought, you can either go to your breathing there. When you go there, surprisingly, you can detect your breathing very fast. The like automatic one. Then you can stay there. Oh, then it becomes required. Then finally, this anapanasati becomes required. It will give rise to, initially, I remember, long breath. And this long breath will come down to your heart area also. Oh, then because it comes down to my heart area, then I can feel my heart area. Then sometimes I rest at my heart area. Uh, so you can do both, actually. Uh, but when your breathing becomes very subtle, means after a long time, your anapanasati becomes like very subtle, no more breathing. Uh, then mind enters the tea. That's how I came to know all this. So all this, you must have faith and do. Uh, okay, well, very good. Sadhu, continue. Uh, you got four more minutes to summarize. It's a very quick one. Uh. So uh, on the note of recharge, I just uh, want to share with you. Yes. Uh, earlier, earlier on, mm. uh, Sister Poching shared with me. Ah, Sadhu. I was telling her, oh, sometimes I'm in work very busy. Uh, uh, cannot come and make it for yeah, 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 yeah. How yeah. how nice would it be if there's condition? Uh, yeah, 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 the yeah. So then she said, well, you just uh, do what you need to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you have the opportunity or when the condition uh, arises, uh, come for the class. Oh, sadu. Because that will recharge you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very different. Uh. So, when you come here, uh, yeah. you recharge very fast. Uh. And here, Last time, a lot of Kayama Mita tell me, uh, he said, your house very different. No? Even Clifford and many of them, say, at home, uh, cannot meditate. one. No? don't know why. Say, but come to your house, uh, very fast settle down. Uh. Oh, meditation is very easy. Uh. Uh, then some tell me, uh, he said, your house, uh, I got very good energy. You know? Uh, especially Yun Chan, Yun Chan say he can feel, you know, when I speak, uh, he say the energy very strong. Then there's another one, I forgot who are you doing. Spread to your house uh, like magic hall. <laughs> Come in only, you can feel the serenity, the tranquility, the energy. Very calm, very peaceful. And a lot of people come first time, uh, they tell me that. Uh, you know why or not? Because we have been having our class. 
and our sharing. This one is wisdom energy, you know. This one is nature's energy. If you have that thing eh, from the past or affinity, or you have some form of affinity, you actually can detect them. Huh? But don't use your brain, uh, your thought. If you use this one, try to understand and reason, uh, gone. You have this one, like the heart and the mind. Uh, the two are different. Uh, no? The heart is here. Uh, this one has a conscience, your nature inside there. So without the brain, uh, this one will not interfere. Then this one can detect. This one will know. Uh, but you try to understand from here, this one will cut you off. Well, this is thought. It cannot understand that one. So always remember. Uh, forget about the thought. Silence. Stay here. Uh, then you become beautiful. You, you become very sensitive. Uh, I can tell you meditation is very, very beautiful. The what they call benefits, it can really bring about a lot of benefit. It can recuperate you, it can make you aware, it can make you so beautiful. And the power of mindfulness, awareness, that one is a very big topic you cannot finish. That one, when you do it already, you know how wonderful that thing is. How uh, how amazing it can be, even Alicia, they hope know. Those who went through the gateway, a lot of things happened to you. Uh, so, Sadhu, eh? very good, Colin, uh, very good sharing. Let us rejoice. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. And, Anything? Uh, yeah, and yeah. last but not yeah. least, is, uh, yeah. I would like to thank you, the fellow Kayamita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, like Brother Dio shared, yeah, yeah. don't be complacent. Correct, don't be complacent. Without fellow Kayamitas, I ah, reminder. Yeah, uh, constant reminder. Because I also, in the early day, I went through life, then I learned this don't be complacent actually through the investment, not through the meditation. Uh, because the investment, when I first time make the money, I thought I very good. No? Then I become complacent. No? Then I talk about it and I joke about it. Then I didn't continue. Then I realized, uh, maybe karma showed to me. I get into trouble. It's not because I get into trouble. Because I go and share with a few classmates who are close to me. Then they say, hey, you're so good. Huh? Hey. You, you, you come lah. We join and we share and we buy share based on your understanding lah. Then instead of listening to me, uh, they got another fellow who think he is very good, also classmate lah. Then he go and like suggest one share, you know, find something. Then I check, I did a, a investigation. I, I do a quick check uh, as a investor. I said, why you buy this share? No earning, nothing. I said, maybe you can go bankrupt. I said, instead buy some with dividend you. Wow, he cut me off. No? He said, don't talk rubbish. He said, uh, four of us agree already. You better come. He said, oh. he said you you cannot like put answer here. I said, oh, okay, la, okay. La. Yeah. So five of us share. La. One person about thousand plus, uh, so five thousand something. Within two weeks, uh, it dropped to one twenty-five from five something. Uh, uh, 
because he bought the speculative one, they got announcement, bonus right and split, they say show go up, yeah. from the past, uh, what they call counters behavior, they saw all this type of, got news, got hype one, uh, got corporate move one, uh, all move on. So after that, I told them, you want to recover, you buy this stock that I have analyzed, that time 40 cents. Nobody believed me, except I, I go and buy. From 40 cents, it go up to $6. Uh, about over two years. Uh, over two years. So sometimes from there I learned never become completed. After that day, uh, I very serious about investment and life. I never become complacent. I continue to learn. I continue to understand. It's unending. They said to be good, you must not be complacent. That is good advice. Otherwise, you slack back on. Uh, you cannot progress. Uh. You must have faith and don't be complacent and diligently. That's why sincerity, faith, diligence, these three will power you through everything. When you have these three, you will never be complacent because you are sincere. You have faith. Then persevere. You continue to persevere. You just continue to cultivate until the whole of your bodhisattva vow fulfill. So that word, don't be complacent, is very important. (laughs) I share with you all. I remind all Kayamita who has developed progress, this is very Otherwise, you fall back without you knowing. Okay, we have to end already. So we will do the closing puja. Let's share marriage. Akka Sata Chirbhumata Deva Naga Mahindika Punyang tang anamoditwa, jirang rakan tulu kasasana, eta wata chamehi, sampadan punya sampadan, sabe deva anamodan tu, sapasampati sidia, idang menya tinang hotu, sukita hontunya tayo, idang menya tinang hotu, sukita hontunya tayo, Idang menya tinang hotu sukita hontunya tayo Tevo asatu kalena sasa sampati heto cha Fito bawatu loko cha Raja bawatu damiko Emina punyang kamena Mame bala samagamo Satang samagamo hotu Yawa Nivana Patiya Sadhu 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 Okay, you all can now pay respect mindfully to Lord Buddha, Kwanyin Bodhisattva and all the worthy ones. Then we end our sharing. Sadhu.